You know, if you're new to this today, you might be asking what does dipping a person into a pool of water actually do apart from make them wet? And if you're asking that question, I think it's a good question to ask, but the answer to that is simply this. It is what baptism represents or symbolizes that gives meaning to this moment. What does it symbolize? Baptism symbolizes a believer's intention to bury the old life and begin a new life in Christ. The Apostle Paul in Scripture says it like this in Galatians 2.20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in this body of mine, this mortal flesh of mine, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So submerging a person into the water actually symbolizes the death and burial of the old life. It's a funeral service of sorts. And so it symbolizes the death and burial of the old life. In his New Testament letter to the Romans, the Apostle Paul says it. This way, he says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. And here is why. Here is why. In order that just as Christ was raised, just as Christ was raised from the dead, By the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So submerging a person into the water actually symbolizes the death and burial of the old life. As one comes out of the waters of baptism, this is symbolic of a resurrection to new life in Christ. Christ was raised. I have a new life in him. I identify with Christ in the waters of baptism. I identify with Christ in his death that I might identify with him in his resurrection. And because Christ rose from the dead, I can rise. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. This is, and the word gospel, for those who are maybe new to things Christian or new to church. The word gospel simply means good news. This is the good news. This is the gospel that Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and on the third day, Jesus rose again. This is the good news about Jesus. See, the Christian story does not end with a funeral, but with a festival. Every Easter, we celebrate this miracle. See, the victim of the cross became a victor. Tragedy was turned to triumph. The amazing amazing gospel, listen, my friend, is not about a Jesus who was alive and is now dead. 
No, the New Testament preaches a Jesus who was dead and is now alive. The tomb is empty. Come on. The tomb is empty and he is risen. And we can give him praise today. Why? Because this risen Christ has changed our lives and is changing our lives. Jesus said this in John chapter 11, verse 25. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Do you believe this? I believe it. Why? Because Christ changed my life. 30 or so years ago, as a drug addict messed up with nowhere to go, Christ turned my life around and changed it in a moment, like, like night and day. And friend, if you're here today and you're going, man, my life, I don't know how I can get through. I don't know what's happening. I want to tell you what he did for me, he can do for you. If you would give your life to Christ, this same risen God can change your life today if you would give it to him. But do you believe this? I believed and he changed my life. In Romans 6, verses 4 through 5, it says, Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly, this is speaking around the waters of baptism, if, if, if the, the if, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Therefore, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. It's died. It's gone. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then it says this, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. That's what the waters of baptism represent. The old life dead and buried and the new life risen in Christ. The worship team can come as we close. But as a preacher, I need to ask you today, do you need to be reconciled to God? You might go, well, how do I do that? Well, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Bible says for all have, all have sinned. Again, it's not about us comparing ourselves one to another. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. It's not something we could earn. It's not something we could buy. It's a gift from God. A free gift. See, the Bible says, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. See, Jesus uh, took upon himself our sin. He died our death that we might live his life. We can't. We can't earn it. It's a gift from God. It's free. Please understand it's free, but it's not cheap. It costs God his son. Christ's cross was the cost. And so these baptisms that we witness today, these baptisms that we see today, are. please understand they're not a sign of, of how good we are. They're a sign of how good God is and what He has done in our life. This is this, those rising out of the waters of baptism. It's not that they're, they're saying, well, now everything's taken care of. I'm just going to live the perfect life. I'm just everything sorted. No, you've got to understand that they're, they're rising to a newness of life. They're saying, I can't do it in my own strength. I can't do it in my own ways. I, I'm putting my life into the hands of God and I'm going to trust Him for it. So these baptisms, they're... they're They're not a reminder of how good we are. They're a reminder of how good God is. And our trust and reliance on Him. And that scripture we read out before, it said, all this is from God. Meaning there's nothing we can add, there's nothing we can do. God has done it all through Christ. And so as a minister here today of God's glorious gospel, I don't want to finish the service without asking you today, do you need to get right with God? Do you need to be reconciled to Him? And this is something I, I do almost every week. I take a moment in the service to, to make sure, because I listen My friend, life has many choices. Eternity only has two. And so I don't want you to leave this place without having that opportunity to say, God, I need you. God, I give my life to you. Do you need to get right with God? In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus speaking, he says, Behold, I stand at the door. And knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and he will not force his way in to our life. He stands and he knocks. And I want to say this scripture also says, Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Why not say, God, I've tried to do it myself? I've tried to do life myself, but today I give my life to you. Be my king, be my savior, be my Lord.
come and be the king of my life. You might go, well, he wouldn't accept a person like me. He wouldn't accept, Pastor, you, you don't know what my life's like. He, he wouldn't accept a person like me. I want to tell you, all of us felt like that. Pastor, he wouldn't accept a person like me. Listen, here's the good news of the gospel. All this is from God. This is not about how bad you are. This is about how good God is. This is about what he has done on the cross for us, for you. He's not saying, sort yourself out and then you can come and follow me. He's saying, follow me and I'll sort you out. It is not about what you can do, but about what he has done for you. And so maybe you're here today and you know you need to get right with God. He knocks on the door of your heart. Would you open it and say, Christ, come in. Take control of my life. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. If that's you today, I, in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer. And maybe you've been coming to church like for, for years. You've been coming to church for years and you've never actually given your life to Christ. You've never actually said, God, you take control. Or maybe you've known what it is to walk with him maybe some years ago, but then you turned away and you, you've been doing your own thing, but you found yourself here today. Or maybe you've, you'd walked when you were young and now you've, you're in a place where you're going, I need to get right with him again today whatever the circumstance today if you know he's knocking on the door of your heart in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer and that's a prayer of just saying God I, I I'm just going to give my life to you it's a, it, it's a prayer that just says I'm going to make you king of my life and so I don't know where your situation is where you've come from what you've done or whatever but today is the day of your salvation today and it could be one person, it could be two people, it could be, I, I don't know, but I don't want to finish this service without giving that opportunity. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today and you know that you know that you need to get right with God and you know you need to be a part of that prayer, I'm not going to call you up, I'm not going to ask, I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And when you raise your hand, all you're doing is acknowledging, hey, include me in your prayer, Pastor, include me in your prayer. And so if that's you here today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, when I count to three, just put your hand up and say, include. that's really just saying, you're going to include me in that prayer because I need to get right with him today. And so one, just remember, Jesus loves you. Two, he's knocking on the door of your heart. If you hear his voice, now respond. Three, would you put your hand up? Thank you, thank you, thank you. All over the place, so thank you. Thank you down the back there, I can see it. Just nice and high. You know you need to get right with God. Thank you. Thank you. Slip those hands down. If you're here today and you know you should have put your hand up then, but you didn't, maybe you were worried about what others would think, but you know you should have. You can hear the knocking of the Spirit of God just like I did some 30 years ago, and you know you need to get right. Come on, who, who's that person? Just put your hand up right now. You know you should have put your hand up, but you didn't. Who's that? Just, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
can slip those hands down. Hallelujah. And so we're going to pray this prayer, and we're going to pray this prayer all together. And so I just ask you to repeat it after me, but for those who put their hand up, this is, this is a moment where heaven touches earth. And so would you repeat this after me? Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Today, I give my life to you. I turn from my sin and turn towards you. Be my King, my Lord, and my Savior from this day forth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, the Bible says we're born again. If you've recommitted today, that's awesome. Again, the thing is, can't keep coming to church, keep allowing God to do. It's not the end, but it's the beginning of what God wants to do for and in you. Would you put your hands together for all those who said yes? Yes to Jesus. And again, as you make your way out, at the end of the service, there'll be a Bible and a gift we'd love to give you. If that's your first time decision, then we'd love to hand you one of those. There'll be pastors at the door ready to give those to you. Is everyone who got baptized uh, here back in the room? I, uh, if you are, can you just come up on stage? And I, I want my, my uh, beautiful wife to come and, come and pray uh, for those uh, who got baptized today. Come on, one more time. Let's put our hands together. Come on up. The boys might be in children's, children's church. Anyway, let's pray for these, these guys. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. God, I thank you for Mel. I thank you for Zeph. Thank you for Gary. Thank you for Isla, Zoe, and the two boys at Children's Church. Father, Father, we pray that from this day forward, they would know your presence. They would know you as their friend. They would know you as the Prince of Peace, God. God, I pray for more of your power. More of your fire over them, God. God, that they would go with healings in their hand, with boldness and might. We pray, God, more of your fire. The boys have come. <laughs> Thank you, God, for this young man. I pray, God, your fire, your power, be still within them the Prince of Peace. Jesus, that they would know that you are a good, good father to them. We pray for all these guys God, who got water baptized today, that your presence would go with them. Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Come on, put our hands together one more. Would you stand? And we're going to sing one last song. King of Kings. As we thank God for what he's done. 
and not just these guys' lives, but in all our lives. Is there anybody here today who Christ has changed your life? He's turned around. Come on. Come on. Let's give him some praise. Give him some glory. And uh, that's good. Let's sing.